1: Or when I went skydiving in D.C., swam with elephants in Thailand, and won over $200 at a casino in Puerto Rico. Make
0: sure you subscribe to our podcast and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. Hey guys, I wanted to pop in to let you know that we are gifting the first 100 people who leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts, a dope Melanin and Miles enamel pin. You can wear the pin on your jacket, add it to your backpack, or on your luggage. All you have to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts and claim your thank you gift at melaninandmiles.com slash pin. This segment of our podcast is called The Check-In, where we both update you guys on where we've been traveling and life updates in 60 seconds or less before we get into the episode. Hey guys, it's Joy. So this week I actually did a lot of just moving out. So I was living in York working and doing my thing and it was time to move out. So I really just spent the week prepping to move out, packing. I had to ship some things at FedEx and getting everything back into my suitcase. So one thing I made sure I did when I was living in New York is not over packing. So I brought everything in one check bag and then I stopped at home and got another check bag to fit all the other remaining things in. And I got out of New York and am headed to Vegas and Hawaii for my birthday. So I can't wait until next week when I can really just update you guys on On how that trip goes so I'm excited and finally a lot of stress is relieved now that I'm packed
1: hey guys this is Janelle checking in and I'm just currently in Concord New Hampshire um like I said last episode I'm like doing a New England tour and so far it's pretty hip um the most I guess memorable moments I've had so far was getting a spontaneous tattoo in Boston um I went to this festival in Providence Rhode Island called Waterfire and it was a pretty cool event and also there's a lot of really cool like nature spots in like the Vermont New Hampshire area so if you're into like hiking or walking trails like that's a really cool place to be and then also like the bookstores are pretty interesting like I don't know there are like a million bookstores in like all of the cities I went to and I think it's because I was mainly in like college towns so there were just a lot of bookstores there and they all had like really interesting books like I know this one book I read was about a man that works in a gay bar that's also like a shapeshifter and he shapeshifts into like the opposite sex like every time he shifts I guess I don't know it was like a really interesting experience (laughs) and I guess that's my chicken bye Hey everybody, in today's episode, we're going to talk about what it's like being Black and abroad. So Janelle and I have both experienced some
0: interesting things while traveling, probably due to our skin color, but we, yeah, we won't call them out. It was because we're Black. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about those positive and negatives in this
1: episode. For sure. So being Black American and abroad is super rare. I don't know how many Black Americans you've seen while abroad, Joy, but I have not seen many. Like,
0: we out there but like I still get excited when I see another black
1: <laughs> yeah same same like based off of like what I've seen like family and friends go to I mean I've had I think my mom's been to France and I've had some other family and some other places but it's really not that not all yeah, of the Yeah for face. me
0: <laughs> like my parents first time in Europe was when they came to visit me when I was studying abroad this year and they're in their 60s so you know hey <laughs> gotta hit them gotta hit that bucket list. But even then, just like some people haven't left their city or even their state, let alone leaving the country, especially like just being Black and the privilege that come travel.
1: For sure. And like, I don't know, how have people react to like, how has your family react to like how much you actually travel, Joy?
0: So I think like it all started like when I wanted to like in middle school, I was like, I want to go to school in California. And we had lived in Pennsylvania at the time. And my parents were like, what you mean? Like, <laughs> you don't get that in state school. But they still supported me like cuz i go to school in california now and i eventually just started on more trips and just like they're just like where are you going next and i'm like you know studying abroad that was the next step i had to say like i wanted to study abroad so bad i wanted to study abroad i almost did like a high school program but i like chickened out but i was like that's my one goal in college to study abroad and i stuck to that i'm so glad i did but they're just they're more used to it now i feel like your parents like yeah. you travel anyway <laughs> Janelle is gone on a trip like every, every day yeah. So, like. so
1: yeah it definitely started off super supportive like back in high school when I used to go on trips <laughs> <Talk it laughs> like, like when I used to go on trips with my godmom, and she like ran um like EF tour programs outside of the school she like taught at and like my mom was always like doing like a PayPal or like GoFundMe thing for me on Facebook and we were able to like raise a bunch of money for me to go on trips but then like eventually like I kept going on trips like <laughs> with. like the (laughs) (laughs) without like tour groups and whatnot and then like I mean my family and everything's like still really happy for me and they definitely support me but they're just like where are you going next like (laughs) where are you still going
0: like do they miss you like because we're also in, like we're away at college so then like free time can either be go home and like visit
1: family or it could be like yeah so usually whatever free time I have is usually spent traveling and definitely my family does miss me (laughs) sometimes
0: we're setting the pace for your black gals who just want to live their best life and get their passport together. So yeah, so we wanted to before we get into like our crazy stories, um, we wanted to talk just shout out a few people on Instagram and accounts that we love traveling just because black representation and black American representation travel is increasing. But it just feels so great to know that there's unities out there that you know, are posting destinations, travel tips for black people, etc. So we just have like a short list. And I'm just gonna read them off for you guys. Feel free to like, just check out these accounts because we've been following them for a while. First, obviously, Melanin and Miles Mm -hmm. on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) That's us. But um, other than that, we have Black Travel Feed, um, the Catch Me If You Can. She's so great. She's going to be the first Black woman to visit every country in the world. And Travel Noir, Black Travel Journey, Black Travel Gram, and then I also listed on here young 20-year-old Mary Jane Byarm. And she is a YouTuber and she also has an Instagram, but she does a lot of travel as well. Nice.
1: So I guess we'll um, get straight into it now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm so excited for this. So Janelle's going to start off with a lovely story about when she yeah. was to China. So
1: like we said before, like being Black and abroad, it can be positive, but it can also have some like, it can also have some negative stories. And so like I've generally like usually like any, and I'm not trying to like group people together or anything, but most like like most Asian places I've been, I've had some type of like racist Story along with it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, tell the story. Then okay. we'll decide. If so it's when really I true.
1: went to when I went to China, it was like a like a thirty six hour like type thing. I was like I just did like a layover tour like for like the Great Wall, and so it was just me on the tour. So my tour guide was like super helpful, and like we were just like talking one on one throughout the whole thing, and like not too like I would say like maybe a couple hours into our tour, she like she compliments me and says like I'm like I'm really pretty and everything, and I'm like okay, thank you. And she was asking like if maybe like one of my parents was white and I was like <laughs> I said I said no and she was basically she was saying like pretty much people that are that have two parents that are like my skin color usually like aren't as pretty as like a person is if they're like basically mixed or whatever and I I mean like I'm just like looking at her like did she really <laughs> like, did she really just say that like that's like I mean like that's like such a weird thing to hear like no like no one would like like just like out loud say that like in America or you feel like at or at home but Just like being in a public place, like outside in China, like... (laughs) and she just basically saying like if you're 100% black like you're not like most people aren't that pretty like that just kind of got on my nerves a bit and so like I explained to her like like how that's not okay to say I guess and I mean I think she she understood how like that was kind of offensive when I was talking to her about it but I was just like it was just like really surprising that like people had like were bold enough to say like that type of thing you know and so she was she was like yeah she's Chinese. Chinese and so and like I I guess it's because I don't know if it's because Ooh. like the way my hair was because I had like just like two cornrows like braids in my hair I don't know and it was like also like it was like feed in braids so they were obviously like longer than my actual hair so I don't know if she thought like maybe that was like my real hair or something and she thought like I don't know <laughs> like like I couldn't be just like 100% black but she just assumed I don't know <laughs> well yeah
0: interesting so I would say that's very misinformed (laughs) prejudiced maybe racist I don't know if it was ill-charged I don't know if it was malicious
1: yeah but like I don't know (laughs) maybe I don't know if it's just because she like if she didn't just hasn't seen a lot of black people out there which is possible
0: I mean she to make that type of statement I (laughs) think you've seen a lot of black
1: people I really don't know and and it was like I couldn't like really like go off on her or anything because I was like by myself on this trip so uh, yeah, I was alone on the Were tour. Were you alone on the tour? Like, all of this, like, oh I was my just doing by myself. So, like, I didn't want to, like, go off or anything and, like, I'm literally alone and like, a foreign kind do idea like, what to expect. But, like, I did, like, I did say something and she seemed to get it, but I don't know. Hopefully she learned that. Okay,
0: well, that was a negative experience. I also have a negative experience dealing with tourist Chinese tourists, I believe. Basically, I have two experiences. And once again, these Uh, stories are not to generalize among any type of ethnicity or people but they're just what happened to us okay so Janelle and I were both in Italy and we're on a tour bus about to get off to go look at the coliseum and so there's a bunch of tour bus and things like that and so we get off the tour bus and at the same time tour bus of Chinese tourists is also getting off and literally as soon as they see us they this like short woman older woman comes and like grabs me by the arm like physically touches me and like come take pictures like oh my gosh like literally like we're celebrities or something but the fact that she like grabs me and pulls into her group of like 40 people and like is like like literally against my will and this is when I was in high school so I wasn't as like assertive like you don't know how to react yeah. to that situation and then they see Janelle and then they're like yes come take pictures and like it was just really weird and like I think we just played it off and took pictures with them and I still have the picture just because like it was like 40 people yeah. against two like that's kind of... Kind of hard to like walk away and like our our actual group was congregating and like they're doing like headcount stuff so it wasn't like our group was leaving ahead of us and like we had to catch up it was just like we were standing there so that was the first thing and I had a similar situation happen in Spain so when I was in Spain we went to um I think it was in Toledo we went and that was actually during a holiday one of like saints days or something and they're having a procession so basically in like the smaller towns in Spain if there is a procession like all all the streets are shut down for people to watch the parade and all that. So we literally, as soon as we got into the city, we got stuck in like a triangle because the roads were blocked off and like we we're just in the middle of this. So we had to wait like two hours in this like triangle with no chairs or anything and like just wait. So we were watching and in the same like area that we were in, there's also a group of Asian women and they wanted to take pictures of me and I said no thing. Like, no, I don't want to take a picture with you guys, but like, thanks for whatever. And then so literally I turn around and they're trying to take pictures of me. They have like their cameras and like literally are moving around and like hiding behind people and like take pictures of me. So my friends that I'm traveling with literally had to make like a barrier around me so they would stop taking pictures of me. So they like all stood around me and like, so they would stop taking pictures of me. I actually, I think I, I had breeds at the time too, but literally these like three Asian women were like forcing their camera and like literally just like did not take no for an answer like my friends had to be Sheesh, like their friends, stop, white like or black? don't do that like it was just like white they're just like really pushy so like yeah. they didn't care about the white people they're just like trying to take pictures That's of me because I was like the only black person in this whole area yeah. and I'm just like this like
1: how do like if this were to all happen again like today how do you think you would react like if this were to happen <laughs> I just can't deal with it again I'd be like what is you?" I'm gonna pull out my camera
0: I'd <laughs> be like yes like let me take pictures of you like and I know like I feel like in America we like see all types of bulls so I can understand how like oh my yeah. gosh like I've never seen a black person before like but like don't you can't there's we're still human don't break barriers don't grab bull you know like general like manners are still at play right. don't grab people if someone tells you especially not to with something. like
1: don't photographs because like um, like like in every culture like it's not okay to just be taking pictures <laughs> I feel like that's definitely
0: yeah that's the thing I just didn't get I was just like like you're literally forcing your way to to do this and yeah. many people have refused this so i don't know i the second situation that i had was definitely just very rude like racist they did not respect me as a person so i obviously just didn't feel like they saw me as a person because they were forcing their cameras into my face well, man, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's how to be out here like i wasn't even in asia so i'm like i'm like reluctant yeah to go to China because I'm like yeah, I don't even yeah, I don't know yeah. what it's, it's gonna be like it's
1: interesting cool.
0: so I think we have a couple more topics to hit those are like our main two like stories but we're gonna talk about just like how it is being a black American traveling and then seeing other black people, but they're not America like African whatever they identify as but they're black we're black yeah. but we're not from the same
1: so, country, yeah, I definitely have like multiple times while traveling, specifically like throughout Europe, people just kind of like assumed I spoke French because I was black, which I get it. <laughs> I get it. There's like a <laughs> large like French community, like French black community like in Europe. But it was like it's like really interesting because like one time I was staying just like in an Airbnb in like Iceland. And when I like w- walked out of my room, like someone just started talking to me in like rapid like French and I had no idea what, like, what he was saying saying it was like i don't think he was like the host of my air maybe but he was just like a person like living there i guess and like i literally had no idea what was going on like i didn't even take i didn't take a lick of french in school i didn't know <laughs> like i barely i just know like the stuff you see on tv or whatever so that was like interesting to see and then also like when traveling and like france and i guess like amsterdam as well like just places i would go to you do see like a lot of like black in the area and then they all just kind of like also assumed i spoke french and and there was it was just kind of like a huge barrier between other like black people that weren't American and then just like and me being a black American because I honestly hadn't there was just like a whole like language barrier and I had no idea what was going on and people just assume that you do until it's like too late <laughs> right
0: so next I wanted to talk about just like being black ooh, which is a really random topic but also I think is interesting to discuss just because blackness is has a whole nother definition and a lot of latin American countries and in South America and Brazil in particular, just because of the history of like the slave trade and the Portuguese and just like discrimination and segregation. People view blackness completely differently than they do here in the US. And the only reason I even learned about this was because I took a three week class in Brazil and I learned about just like African cultures in Brazil and all that stuff. So before that, I had no idea about like what it meant to be black in Brazil and so there's like a cool documentary that's called like it's like a PBS thing and they have one on the Dominican Republic and I think they have one in Brazil Um, I'm not sure but it's basically just like being black in these countries and it explores some of that history if you're interested but my experience was just like being a black American is a privilege when especially if you're in countries where black people didn't have don't have a lot of rights even today so one thing I learned was that like in Brazil they didn't even have like a civil rights movement type thing so like the idea of like black empowerment is so different like can you imagine like the U.S. not having a civil rights movement like where
1: would we be? Um, have yeah
0: so just like the progress is a little bit behind where we are in the U.S. so it's kind of like going back in time a little bit and it's just certain things like I remember like we went and met with like some black Brazilian students and they could not believe like when students said that we had HB HBCUs in the U.S., they were like, you guys have colleges like for Black people? Because like, they Black people like can barely get into college, let alone having like a dedicated space. So like, when I heard that, I was just like, wow, like it just like, you know, upped the value of like the yeah. HBCU experience Like because like, I feel like here in America, it's just like, yeah, like it's an option, but like, I don't feel obligated to like take that option. Like, I know you go to HBCU, so like, yeah. how do you feel like knowing that other countries, they don't even have like that?
1: That option? Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's. I'm- pretty like depressing to think about it (laughs) because I mean like I love my HBCU experience and like I mean there's like pros and cons to everything but like overall like for me going to an HBCU was like super necessary especially like just like based off of the area I grew up grew up in with mainly going to like an all-white school and everything so it was just like really helpful to like have this experience and like I'd be pretty stressed if like I lived in a place where like this wasn't an option and
0: (laughs) I had to go just like straight yeah and like even there like a lot of, most of the black people are the lower class so like the government the way it was explained to me is that most people view racial issues as economical issues even the black people because that's what they're taught in school so they're just they're taught that because you're lower class it's this this, and this but they don't I feel like it's one step further like in the U.S. we say you're because you're black you are in the lower class and so like that kind of piece I think we really were able to unpack in the civil rights movement and Just all of our like black thought leaders, but it still is needs to be like indebted in areas in Brazil. But there's a lot of different thought leaders in Brazil. I'm not trying to say like nobody is woke or anything, but just from like the students we met, the professors we met, the books we read in the classes we took, this was my takeaway from that. And just also like there was no in America we have a strong black middle class. Even there's black people in the upper class, like mostly celebrities and like you know like big time investors and all that. But like we still have it. Like there they don't have it like they don't see it on a daily basis we talk about how like the media doesn't represent us in the u.s like in brazil it's like you don't see darker skinned people on anything on tv on advertisements or anything unless they're playing a maid or like a slave on like the soap operas there
1: so like i mean did you see or like witness any like are people just like outspoken about like how they feel about like dark skin and black people or is it kind of like
0: so, a lot of people who are white in Brazil, it's basically like the whole country seg- segregated in a way because all of the black, most of the black people are in Salvador, mm-hmm. which is in Bahia, and then all the white people are in the south of Brazil. So, a lot of European immigrants and everything got imported into Brazil to, you know, kind of whiten out. But they're not mixed, like, there's no intermixing. Like, we went to Salvador and we went to Sao Paulo, which is in the south. Mm-hmm. It's literally two different countries. It's like going to Jamaica and then going to to canada like oh wow it's like the people in the south a lot of them aren't even aware that that black brazil exists like that there is so many millions of black people that are in the north of brazil it's kind of like if all the black people in the u.s lived in california yeah and then everything else was white people it was very drastic it was really crazy to see for the for the from a first hand like just the first time going to brazil maybe people who are from brazil can kind of give us some more feedback on this just because i don't want to speak on the history that's not. Mind, but like it was really shocking as a black american to be in that space because in the u.s there is like in cities you'll have like black areas white areas but you're still in the same city yeah like <laughs> or, like a whole country <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like i just felt it was very drastic i'm not saying that there's zero black people in sao paulo but i did not see any black in sao paulo and then in salvador like there was only like uh one area where like richer white people live um or like non-black identifying Brazil. Because, once again, things in Brazil aren't... What I found weren't white and br- black. There's, like, different m- names for different mixes and all of that. Just, like, you know, any place in Latin America where you might be mulatto or anything that has come up in the history. Sheesh. Yeah, so that was deep. Okay. It so, was,
1: like, yeah. Well, oh, you might be getting into this, but I'm just going to ask anyways. So, like, were people treating you differently because you were American? Or did people, like, not know, like...
0: Yeah, so I'd say, like, like I said, like, the black students who were around, they, like... In, in some part they thought we were just like them but once we started explaining like oh we're traveling like some of us go to HBCUs not me but like some of the students on the trip um and like we get to do this like our families are like this or uh, we live in this they were very taken aback because those opportunities weren't allotted to them so they did treat us differently once they kind of figured out like what what the scope was
1: yeah wait what program was this because it sounds like you had a lot of black
0: oh yeah that our trip was great we were like for the USC. It was all like Black, Latino, and Asian people on like on our from our school, yeah, which was awesome. And then we were also there at the same time as Clark Atlanta and Morehouse, oh. so like some of our
1: programming um overlaps. Oh, okay, so it was like small. Okay,
0: yeah. But I was taking like a class. It was like a three week class, and you basically did like a semester's worth of work in those three weeks. But you got to like no, it was four weeks. One week in LA and three weeks in Brazil. So you did like a semester's worth of like research and work in those four weeks.
1: Okay. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Did you have words Brazil stories? Yeah, I think that's Brazil. I'd say like
0: Brazil is just so interesting, the history and everything. So if you're interested in that type of stuff, like, and you're listening, like, I'd say go go as deep as you want because it's like crazy. Yeah,
1: I'm interested to see how it's like in just like South America and just outside South. Yeah, so
0: that's like yeah yeah who history be like? Dude. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's let's transition. I think we could end our podcast since we are close to time on just talking about we Janelle and I both lived in Spain for long term kind of like a couple months so this I feel like we could speak on just like what was like being black in Spain actually living there not just being there for you know a couple days or like a week we were actually there for like months so we kind of got more of a grasp on Spain so like what was your take on Spain being black in
1: Spain anything you'd like to Yeah so Spain is definitely like super white the best thing about it was that like since I was in a study abroad program there were a lot of americans kind of like with me in that program and then also like a few black people as well and so i actually became like really good friends with like one of the people i met on that trip and like we traveled together like all the time now but that would like it was super super helpful to be because i was in spain for like two three months so it was super helpful to have like a black friend black american friend with me throughout that whole time um yeah
0: Like my group, on the other hand, I was the only black girl in my classes, all of that stuff. So it was just like, I found some people from Toronto actually that oh. I hang out with a couple of times. But yeah. like one girl was from Toronto, the other one was from Philly. Okay. And like that was my, that was my black family in Spain.
1: Sheesh. <laughs> Sheesh. I actually had met a person that was like, so my roommate in college, her like best friend from high school happened to also be in Salamanca at the same time I was there. And we ended up being oh like in God. the same class. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. It was like it was really interesting. But like generally I didn't have any like terrible experiences. I would say like the most complicated thing was just like with my host family. Um like I like throughout most of the summer I had braids in my hair. And then like one week I took my braids out and like I had to wash my hair and everything. But there's kind of like limits on like how long can be in the shower. Like we were supposed to only have like 10-minute long showers, but like obviously I took longer than that because I had to wash my hair and like my host mom just like was was upset and kind of uncomfortable with how long I was in the shower but like I mean we got over it pretty quickly like I explained to her like what was going on and she was
0: yeah the same thing was happening with me like we need like my first I switched host family so my first host mom wanted us to take like five minute showers and I was like sis on yeah. wash even like shower day <laughs> that's not possible so wash yeah, day is yeah. not and like I get that you guys want to conserve water but we're also like paying to live here
1: exactly yeah
0: so like use that rent money to pay for
1: water for sure and like I also didn't find like I couldn't justify her pointing like kind of like having me change my habits because she was doing so much because I also had a roommate that was also in the study abroad program and she was a vegetarian and I wasn't at the time and so like the host mom was doing so much to kind of like fit her needs but like she wasn't really doing anything for me so like I didn't really exist. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah um yeah so th- that was mainly my main thing about Spain I had no like bad encounters about being black in Spain people in Spain are actually just like I feel like they just wanted to live their life and like do the same thing every day and eat the same every day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then not have time for some foolish stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, that was I don't know. You know, just because there's less black people, you know, things like finding natural hair products were a little difficult. But you know, there's always you know a nice group of African brothers and sisters who are holding it down with oh, the braids. Yeah, all that
1: I, stuff. <laughs> I definitely had some like African I'm gonna ask like ask if I wanted like true african breeds <laughs> like like while in spain um <laughs> it was interesting <laughs> i mean like i didn't do it but like that was just like an interesting thing to see like they came up with space but- well
0: yeah that's really i think that's good for today's episode if you have any like experiences being black and abroad you know just hit up, up hit us up on social media and we'd love to chat about it well <laughs> thanks guys we'll talk next time Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you are subscribed to receive new episodes every Tuesday and leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. We also love to talk to you guys on social media. Share a screenshot of this episode to your Instagram stories tagging at melanin and miles to start chatting with us.